There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a new world order. I am Chancellor Zainsu, wherever the nation of Saint Australia, and I'm here with my colleagues from across the seas. One who I trust <laughs> with all of my heart, and the other, <sighs> the end. Yeah. <laughs> I I know who he, who he was looking at when he said either of those, <laughs> but you'd want to hope I'm the one he trusts. Because he's going to have to trust me tonight. Because I am Sebastian of the United States of World America. And I am the puppet master of Zane Australia for the rest of tonight. That doesn't mean he has to trust you. Oh, I wish means, he did. That means he's bound whether or not he trusts you. Yeah. I'm saying you better wish on the one almost, that he trusts. Almost like an elected official for which you didn't vote. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like my life forever. <laughs> and I am Andrew Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, each week we deal with an issue that is plaguing our virtual nations that we host on nationstates.net while trying to stick to our own unique political values. Sometimes they're unique, sometimes they're not. Apparently Seb and I are exactly the same. <laughs> well, we did the we did the political compass test or, or a political, a compass, political test, compass test uh, yeah. last, uh, last week and, and we all came off as more liberal than than average i would think correct yeah and uh, then everything else differed slightly yeah so if you're listening now and this is your first time <laughs> you might want to go back and listen to some of the older episodes because currently we're in season three and this season aliens have been switching our brains about sometimes <laughs> and so that means that zane australia is currently being uh run by uh well, Sebastian. let's just say that zane australia won the world prize. <laughs> we haven't determined what that prize is yet, but if we had to if we had to put a value on it or kind of define it, we'd say it's that Seb runs your nation. Uh-huh. So Speaking you're kind of, of winning uh, this game, actually. Zane Australia <laughs> in the world. Well, last week at least, we were all ourselves and we gave a pretty good recap of our own political leanings. Yes, yeah. Which I hope uh, coincide with our decisions of the last 100 or so episodes i think they do mostly yeah yeah i was surprised that seb was a little bit more extreme than me in some cases ah. and a little less in some cases um he's certainly happy to press buttons yes i think that's i think that's the main difference between us Especially the biggest difference for the declaration of wars <laughs> is that uh, yeah well the biggest button was unfortunately Pressed by you when you just just declared pressed people get war me? for no reason. I, d- I don't remember uh, being in for, the room at the time. Forensics so. came in though, and they did check the <laughs> fingerprint on that button, and it did match I, you. I signed a declaration of war, but I don't remember ever. 
deciding to obliterate the, the country. The signature's just a little bit off, you know. issue. It's written like I'm, I'm holding it like a freaking like a a knife. Yeah. <laughs> so Australia's issue is called the Great Divide. Oh, I can't wait to fix this divide as your nation's true hero. <laughs> Due to a mix-up at the border, a number of immigrants have been sent backward, downward, upward, sideways to various detention centres across St. Australia. In the midst of the confusion, several thousand children have been separated from their parents. You monsters! Yeah. Lucky I'm here to save them. Three options. Option number one. Look, these migrants have clearly violated the law. Clearly says my head of immigration, Kimberly Ryan, as she closely inspects the stamps on my passport. Not only did they cross the border illegally, but then they have a goal to ask for citizenship. Sure, the children may not enjoy being separated from their parents, but that's what they get for breaking the law. If it was national policy for illegal immigrants to be treated as as the criminals they are, to have their children taken away, far fewer of them would come to our country, guaranteed. She runs out of my office to pursue a worker with a Marsh Noirian accent. Believe it or not, in Australia, we already employ a policy of separating children from their criminal parents. Yes, we do. Yep. When you're convicted of a crime and you're sentenced to serve time in prison, you are separated from your family. Strangely enough, though, it's not illegal to immigrate to Australia, even if no, you arrive on a boat. It's not illegal to immigrate. It is illegal to be here without permission. If you touch, there is a, there if is you a touch down and you say, I would like to be a refugee, please, then the government has to process you. That's why they stop yep. you from getting onto Australian land. Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely. Not criminals. Just saying, seriously, (laughs) Grass Stanislawa Amin, who just got out of her latest therapy session with her eight-year-old child. Look at my little whoopee. She was separated from me at the Australian border, taken away the moment I asked for asylum. She spent so many months in that state facility that she can hardly talk in Big Topin, and she keeps trying to rest the other young children on the playground. You must end this cruel immigration policy immediately. Your country needs more migrant workers, leader, and my girl needs her mother. A child should never be separated from her parent. Why not? Because, obviously, so what's happened here is she's in the country now. Okay, she's, yeah. she's in the country. Yeah. Let us, for the sake of argument, disregard all the decisions leading up to crossing the border without permission. Yes. And say, she is here now. Yes. Okay. So, as a part of being here now, Mm -hmm. she's seeking uh, refugee status in order to have permission to stay. No. She's allowed to be here. She's got her daughter back. And so, she's asking that no more children be separated from their parents. Yes. But why are they being separated in the first place? Well, that's a good question. Because in Australia... (laughs) Would never really sign off on that. No, they. I mean, you have to. You have to think about what's what's happening. Somebody has crossed the border. Yes. Without permission. Correct. So, for some reason, they have, permission yeah, has been lifted. The blanket permission that I've given out several times <laughs> rescinded. I, I know. I know. But somebody has crossed the border without permission. Mm-hmm. They're now saying, "Please, you have to let me stay. If I go back, it's going to be." 
you know, detrimental to Correct. my life, my health, whatever. Yep. So believing them outright mm-hmm. will impose costs on the rest of your population, which yes. is already here legally. Correct. So it is incumbent on you to evaluate that claim. Yes. Right? And in order to not send them back and also prevent them from entering the general population, which is the ultimate goal, mm-hmm. if everything checks out, you have to detain them mm-hmm. in some sort of special facility for this. I don't see why that's the case. So how would you run it? A billeting system, probably. How? People volunteer to right. take refugees into their houses yep. for the same amount of money that I would spend on them Okay, that's, in a place. that's fine. And what happens if they then... Uh, don't don't stay at that residence. They escape. Well, I'm not detaining them. They, they no, no, no. But they, but they fail to report. Then they you, fail to report. Somebody comes. No, no. Somebody comes to to say your your um, situation has been evaluated. Yes. Right. You are granted permission, or you're being deported. Whatever. They're not there mm-hmm. when some official comes back to that to that billeted place. Yes. Right. What happens then? Uh, the same thing that happens. Anywhere else, you look for them? Right. Yes. So and if they've absconded, <laughs> then the problem seems to have solved itself. What do you mean? It's not because now you don't know where they are. Why do I need to know where they are? Because the whole point of evaluating them in the first place, right, is to, is to prevent them from being a burden on everybody who is already here legally. Okay. They may already be a criminal. You don't know who they are. All they've done is cross the border and said... And if they are a criminal, if I've evaluated them and I've said, okay, so we found out that you're a criminal and we've gone back to say, okay, we know you're a criminal, you have to go back and they're not there, Mm -hmm. then we search for them like we search for any other criminal. Yes, you wouldn't have to if they had been placed in detention. Correct. While their claim is being evaluated. Australia doesn't have prisons. No, no, no. They are there voluntarily because they decided to cross the border without permission. Okay. If they had sought out a, a visa and permission to cross the border, they wouldn't be detained when they cross the border. Correct. Right? Just like anybody else who fails to comply with the law, they then have to be detained while their case is evaluated and judged and their guilt or innocence or liability uh, established. And why is it necessary... To separate children from their parents. Because imprisoning children is immoral. Right. Okay, so where do the children go? What do you mean? They then have to go to to a facility as well. So many facilities. This facility that's not a prison, but where the, where the parents are is a prison. A parent has made the decision on behalf of the child yes. to break the law of yes. this of whatever whatever country they they they're entering yes. right so the child is not liable for that crime okay and what i'm saying is that if your child is in a facility and they don't have the access to either their parents or the ability to leave or contact their parents then you are imprisoning children whether they're with their parents or not no uh, that's uh, that's true but then <sighs> Separating them isn't, you know, necessary if the facilities can can accommodate them all. Okay. Right. That's not. It's not like they have to be separated. I don't understand why they are necessarily being being separated, but you can't imprison a child for the crimes of their their parents. I think the biggest hang up here is that the at least I think Zane and I just 
don't feel like this should be a crime. So people are being punished for something that we just don't care about. Like Zane's already said that. I mean, in his situation, this is a weird topic that's come up because why he's already outruled this. But we would rather they just came in. Why don't you care that somebody has crossed a border without permission? Because they shouldn't need permission to come in. I don't care. Do you restrict entry into your house? Or is anybody welcome at any time? Into my house, which is my personal space and not mm-hmm. a public space? I sure mm-hmm. do. But everything else is public space. Let's see what option number three is. I take it. Without thinking twice. I'm kidding. Oh, God. I don't take it. <laughs> option two is so reasonable. Option three is probably terrible. The whole immigration system is a joke, says the proudly neutral lobbyist Neutron Neutralson. <laughs> I feel nothing <laughs> about this. Who changed his name from Barry Oswald Bullock to prove a point. Separating children from parents? Treating families like hardened criminals? Deporting migrants back to the wrong country? Well, here's what we do. We hire more staff, we do more checks for undocumented migrants at the border, just ask questions every Australian can answer, and get proof of residency. If they're here legally, send them straight back as a family. It's not hard to balance compassion with efficacy, for crying out loud. He sighs exasperatedly as my head of human services sits in the corner, literally crying out loud. (coughs) Can you just refresh me, because we got really off topic on number two one more time? (laughs) Number two is get rid of the immigration policy immediately. Oh, that one, yeah, option two. Option three is spend government funds to make the immigration more efficient, in inverted commas. And number one is uh, keep doing it. Yeah. If I wanted to have an immigration policy, as in like keeping people out, I would go option three because out of it and one, most reasonable. However, option two, yeah. I want people to come in. When we're not in a time of war, I think stringent immigration policies especially to the point of detaining people in sub-prison level facilities is unnecessary if you are in a conflict with someone and this then obviously that calls for calls for special measures but Zane Australia currently I, I believe is not in a war do look at me I'm just thinking <laughs> Andrew if, starts the war. If one of you knows something that I don't no. know. No. Um real quick question, and this is probably more for you, Andrew. If we're not paying welfare for these people because they're mm-hmm. not citizens and we just let them in, if their options are effectively going to be to not work and die by their own means because they haven't contributed, or to get jobs and become functioning members of society, mm-hmm. why do we not want them to come? What's That's- the what's the downside if we're not paying for them? As in, like, they're not... Either homeless or not, if they don't get a job, they're not on welfare because they're not a citizen. Mm-hmm. What's the downside to letting them in? Because if they can't get a job and can't function, they're just going to leave anyway. That's true. Um, but in, in coming in, depending on whether they're uh, skilled or not, they could... If there, was, if there was a mass immigration, they could be a very sharp upset to whatever... Um, to whatever rhythm there currently is in the in the employment markets, wouldn't that eventually like if if we let let's say hypothetically we took in a thousand immigrant migrants a day, let, we just bullshit numbers, whatever. I would we eventually just be like, oh, we can just forecast and expect after the last well, five years, a thousand a day. I'm just saying rough numbers. A thousand you know I mean, a though. day is currently much more than Australia takes in altogether. That's you know 
360,000 a year. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a lot, but I'm saying wouldn't we be able to, the government- I'm saying every three years, you're, you're proposing to increase your immigrant population by a million. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every three years. Sure. That seems like- I'm pretty sure Germany did the hell out of it during the recession and look at them now. In a country of 25 million- <laughs> Am I right? I think yeah. I'm right with that one. They took in a lot of Turkish refugees. Yeah, I don't know about the exact the numbers and that they took in, but they, they took a lot worked of- well. Germany? Yeah. Worked very well. No. So I've lots gone up to number of, two. Lots of crime spikes. As per yeah. Seb's suggestion. Jabbing a baby bottle at officials gets parents waved straight through immigration. I'm no hero, says Heroic Zen Australian. Pedantry on the rise, well-written study says. Citizens praise innovative government solutions. Government a true model, role model, parents say. The biggest up at 2.1%. Niceness, followed by 1.5% ideological radicality, followed by 1.3% compassion, then between 0 and 1%, inclusiveness, civil rights, recreational drug use, intelligence, pacifism, nudity, employment, and lifespan. The biggest down at 33.3%. Any guesses? 33%. Think about what I did. Mm Mm-hmm. And then guess what's gone down 33.3%. Oh, cheese exports? Crime. <laughs> nice. Law enforcement. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, social conservatism, 3.4. Authoritarianism, 1.4. And then in the, in the tinies is safety, government size, and taxation. You did it. <laughs> we did it. Sorry. I did it. <laughs> All right, well, I can go next or if... Oh, okay. Please do. Let me just get my spectacles on. All right, Zane, are you ready for the hardest bloody time Is you've ever had? Is it about cookies again? Cookies? Did I have cookie ones last time? I don't know. Right. Mine's called The Walkin' Talkin' and Irritated Dead. Seven years ago, Oliver King went missing after a yachting accident and has since been declared officially dead. However, he recently re-emerged and came back to World America. Despite showing up in person to get his death certificate reversed, he found he could not do so. His mortician has come to complain to you on his behalf, as corpses are not allowed in the building. Told you this is some hard this is some hard hitting stuff, Zane. I feel like this is just frivolous bullshit. You're, yeah. you're, you're right. But it was really fun, so I thought it'd be fun. I'm glad that I came to you with a real issue. <laughs> I didn't read through mine prior. It, this one I read the I read the topic of this one. I was like, yep, sure. Yeah. I knew it wasn't gonna be zombies. It seems silly well, to the walking oh, no. dead. <laughs> <laughs> it seems silly to me that my corpse, uh, I mean patient, is still considered dead, says Liara Ho, the mortician of Oliver King, as she pushes a gurney with <laughs> why is there a gurney in my room? A gurney with a covered and very lifelike mannequin on it. If somebody who has been declared dead shows up and gets an examination, the doctor should be able to change their legal status to living. Mm-hmm. Seems fair. Mm. Yeah. I, I can see I, I know why there's a hurdle there but that does <laughs> seem very fair doesn't it because the doctor I everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think someone else needs to be there just to verify the person. That seems entirely fair. Just like when they identify a corpse, they get like next of kin to tell the police, yep, that's my, that's my, that's my Sam. Yeah, if you've been declared dead in absentia, absolutely. That's the first sort of case I would expect mm. to, to have this sort of... You know, reversal ready or update mm. ready, then, oh, they weren't actually dead. They just went missing. Yeah. A lot of insurance policies will pay someone out if they're missing for more than like yep. a year. And I'm sure they'd be very interested to declare someone back alive if they've paid <laughs> up. Anyway. In those cases, I don't think they get... They don't get the money back. No, no, no. Yeah, the insurance companies don't ask for the money back, but they can never take out a life insurance policy again because it's already been claimed on. Perhaps so I, like I was doing in travel insurance terms, but I'm not sure. Oh, but actually, oh, interesting. Because there yeah. are, um, if you're missing for a certain amount of time, is declared as like an accidental death or something. If you're just missing, because obviously you didn't just have like a heart attack, you've just right. you may have been lost at sea or something. Yeah. Option two, the mannequin suddenly sits sits up, revealing itself to be Ryan Pelosi, who was also declared legally dead after getting lost in a rainforest of Macronesia ten years ago. Being dead isn't all bad, I suppose. There's no taxes. My family got an insurance payout. I guess it's kind of fun to be a zombie. You should just let me stay legally dead. People like me who officially don't exist can't claim any government benefits, so you guys get to save some money too. Mm. Well, that's true. <laughs> Interesting take there. I really wish this came up on the zombie topic. <laughs> back, that'd be bloody great back then. Can you employ a deceased person? I'm going to say no, because you can't be taxed. No, but let's say, I mean, a deceased person you wouldn't expect to be Productive in any way. That's true. Can you have on your on your list of employees a list of dead people Corpsy. who don't produce I any? Mean, I guess also, can a dead person vote? No. Yeah. Yeah. If they're no, not, of course they can't. That's they, right. Yeah, it's like if they're not paying taxes in this case and not claiming on welfare. No, they're not enrolled. I'd you're say. just going to get a lot of people faking their deaths. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Is it Zane? Will that happen? Who knows? There's so many more issues. Uh, there's three more answers here. What? How are there five <laughs> answers to this problem? Once again, didn't pre-read it. This is all new to me too. Uh, number one kind of nailed it as far yeah. as I can see. <laughs> yeah. number, number five looks juicy. I may have made a mistake, but after seven years, it's reasonable to presume somebody isn't coming back, states Al Washington, the registrar who, registrar who made the death of Oliver King official. Of course... Oliver is still alive and should be registered as such. Therefore, his family should be made to return their insurance payout and his last will and testament needs to be scrutinised to see if they received any other benefits from his death. Uh-huh. That's not fair to anyone. Unless he, unless he was found to be faking his death, mm. then he's committed fraud. But it, that's, I, I think that's BS because if there was no way of anyone knowing, that's why. But once again, if, if, if someone did fraud, then they, they would get charged with fraud. That's a separate issue. Yeah, that's right. Once mm-hmm. they're declared alive and then can be charged because you can't yeah. charge a corpse with fraud. Unless. <laughs> mm. Option four. You know, maybe Ryan Pelosi is onto something, says your minister of necromancy. <laughs> oh, no. Seb, we need, we need to figure out this, 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 <laughs> this ministry that you've got going on. <laughs> this is crazy. Sorry. Maybe we should create a task force of legally dead people to eliminate dissenters. We can deny their existence easily because they're all dead. And if somebody tries to blow their lid off it, they'll just sound like a crackpot who believes in childhood theories. This is fucking brilliant. Zane, that one. That's my preference. 
option. Once really? again, you want to lie to your populace <laughs> or, and start a secret police force of zombie men to kill dissenters. Oh yeah, that's, the dissenters part's not good. I like the idea of the undead task <laughs> oh, force. Really? Oh, no, got, that's a bit that got you. I got sold Weird, with undead uh, task force. Not undead. What, what do you think they're going to be doing? Uh, zombie things. Like if they're not, I imagine they're like the. If they're not conducting black ops. What, do you think they're just going to be a room full of bureaucrats of legally dead people shuffling donuts to each other? I, in my brain, they're kind of like it's like the BCP, whatever, whatever the organization from um, Hellboy is. <laughs> that's what right. I that's what I had in my head. No, uh, it's it's really just kind of like you don't fake your death to not commit crimes. Option five <laughs> is pretty good, guys. I can't scream, but it's like, ah, zombie screams your young and excitable niece. Kill it, 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 kill it. Your sister comes to try and calm down the hysterical girl as she shouts over the screaming. Seriously, though, if the government says people are dead, they ought to ensure it. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's that's the reverse of the government (laughs) declaring people as dead in order to silence them. Sorry, mate. No, no, no. We've declared you dead. So please come into this. I mean, you do have an executioner. Yeah, but he's so busy. You you classically say that he just wanders around all day. Yeah, looking for his next hunt. <laughs> he's a sportsman. What are you going to do? So now you give him some hunting. No, you? no hunting. Um, oh, yeah, I'm been... sorry. I think I'm in charge, <laughs> Seb. I think I get to choose. You don't want to go with the undead task force? Uh, <laughs> sure. Let's go with undead task force. <laughs> really? I'm listening to the little Seb in my mind. Unless you want to veto me away from it. Oh, it's really tough. I mean, option one's obviously the right answer, but option uh, yeah. four is undead task force. <laughs> well, what do you reckon, Andrew? Why does that sound so cool? <laughs> I, I don't understand why you would want this this era of bureaucracy to, to to guide this new government department that you're setting up for for what to kill people. That disagree with you? Yeah, well, is it, does it, is it who's it, who are they killing? It's specifically for the purpose of being secret police. <laughs> it's literally a black <laughs> ops team. It's you agree with the party or you will be executed. <laughs> I know that part's bad, but the part about them being an undead task force. Well, that's show the up. one that I'm gonna I'm gonna go for, Seb, unless you veto me away from it. Oh, this is tough, guys, because this is a bad choice. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Andrew. What do you mean it's a bad choice? What the hell are you doing, Seb? I'm just thinking of that time that America got rid of its internet and all those other this weird is much things that, that was going on, and this time it's like undead task force. And this is something that he would want to do. You know what? This is really tough, actually. <laughs> okay, I this need isn't to... a D and D game set. <laughs> it feels like oh, that's true. It's not. Um... <laughs> oh, now, these aren't very well-meaning wizards who are who are going to do your bidding. They are going to want to kill. That's true. Oh, they are there to exert fine. their authority. I'm going to spend one veto point. No fun for me. Option number five. Oh. No, <laughs> the one where I kill everyone. Um, you don't have to. Yeah, you, you have the option. <laughs> option number one. Thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just listening to the little Seb no, in my head. You're only human. It makes sense. Mm. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I wanted you to do. Shady doctors seem to have impeccable records. Mm-hmm. We won the app. We got the Apple a day banner. That's nice. Oh, cute. Um, trending tax on children's lemonade stands overzealous parents protest can you stop taxing kids thanks no, absolutely not <laughs> new clinic scratches itch for relieved citizens 
Economists bullish on world American economy. All right, so biggest up, and by biggest up, I mean only up in a whole percent. Public health care, 4%. Ugh. Our 4% is pretty big considering it's really, really good though. Um, the biggest down was 0.8%. Mm. My death rate. Should have gone option four. Yeah. Your authoritarianism would have risen so high. How did it actually go? I don't think it was affected by any of these choices. No, it wouldn't be. Well, this one anyway, yeah. Cool. All in all, business as usual, and I didn't Boring. get my- I know, I'm legitimately upset, but I'm <laughs> only here to really mess up Andrew's nation, so. <laughs> well, you got so angry when he didn't go the-, the There was no downside the to the monster hunters. because The no, witch hunter, thank yeah, you. Yeah, because there's, there's no monsters or no witches. They're not going to kill anyone. This was a task force made to kill no, living no, no, citizens. No, 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 no. Australia no. can't have dragons. There, Absolutely been, not. <laughs> there have been a lot of witch hunters in history and they killed a lot of people, Yes, but Seb. in the modern... And there have never been witches. In the modern... There have never been fact, witches, Seb. your undead task force probably be really great witch hunters. But they weren't hired as witch hunters. They were hired as... As Originally, protest they killers. weren't as witch hunters. Hopefully this is a quick one. After renowned food critic and criminal mastermind Hannibal Terwilliger published a book entitled Food Behind Bars, A Gourmet's Journey Through Andropolia's Prisons, a debate has sprung up over the quality of food served to prisoners. This is ridiculous, fumes single mother of three, Danny Looney, whose ex-husband is currently behind bars, Here's me struggling to give my kids the basics and he's sitting in a nice warm cell with nothing to do all day but eat like a king. I say we stop this extravagance and redirect the funding into something more appropriate like welfare for single parents. Prisoners should only be fed what they need to survive. I I mean, that's not terrible. Given this current situation, I think that would be an appropriate... Prison should be a punishment. Like, that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, sustenance, not opulence. Yes. Yeah. They, their toilets are gold, though. That's only because you double up on the guards. It's brilliant. It's only because it's logical. It's actually secretly brilliant. <laughs> secretly. Not, I don't. I don't know why you guys aren't on board with it's me. It's not the secretly brilliant. It's overtly just, stupid. They'll just bite chunks out of their toilet and just throw them at the people who come to see them. You'll see them missing, and it's really hard to bite gold. It's it's a soft metal, but it's not like it's you know. It's not like your teeth will so win. So what you do in that, in that is encounter. you get your teeth, you, you get your teeth lined with titanium. Then you get arrested. Hey, and then like you a grill. Just, yeah, yeah. Actually, you give the one group of people that are famous for metallic teeth are the ones living with the gold. I, I mean, th- you're talking about a golden toilet. It's not like you can take a chunk out of it. I mean, you can. You just have a problem because now you get toilet everywhere. Ugh. You guys, I can't believe I still have to explain myself on this. <laughs> I'm oh, so, every time this, you look at me and say he's straight, insane, I need you to remember this moment and think this goes maybe he's straight. Not. This goes straight to the bottom line. I've got two things I need to guard, and now I've got one guard looking over both of them. It's brilliant. It's not, it's You're not, not going to take it away from me. <sighs> oh come on now! There's no need to treat us like animals for the sake of a few misdemeanors, says Mister Tewilliger via a satellite link from an undisclosed minimum security prison. We prisoners have rights too, you know. Oh, what a cruel world we would live in if a man can't chow down on Cordon Bleu just because he's behind bars. I don't know if Cordon Bleu is actually that extravagant. I mean, it's just... I think it's just because it's fiddly. Yeah, maybe. But if you've got a kitchen doing it... Uh, eh. Now, Warden, can I have some fava beans and a nice Chianti delivered to my cell? I'm starving. Yeah, I don't think that's... Mm. I don't think uh, Mr. Mm. Terwilliger is going to get his request there. Ah, uh, Terwilliger. Number three of four. Of course you have to feed prisoners, but what kind of food, muses <laughs> oblivious naturalist? 
Montgomery Schuart while watering your plastic office plants. It's all these preservatives and cheap imported foods that have made these people violent in the first place. Why not establish prison farms and have inmates eat what they grow? Sure, it would tie up lots of fertile land, and there's always the risk of an escape, but the benefits to society are worth it. I mean, that's not a bad idea, but the way they got there is just like, oh, the preservatives are causing yeah, criminals. That's exactly right. Ah, ha, 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 Here, am, buy some seeds. <laughs> I, am, I am very much on board with this idea. Um, uh, not only because, yeah, it's you're being separated from society, so your survival is now entirely dependent on you. You can't ask the outside world for world for help. Yeah. You, if you don't grow food, you will starve, and is that's it, entirely that, is on that you. Third of three. There is a fourth option, um, but I but I quite like that. It also gets them out in the out in the sun. Yeah, it gets them working, so Doing they're something. still a part of a society. Um, which makes integration later on. You give them upon some the like garden tool shaped weapons <coughs> to fight gladiatorially with. That's the that's the trouble. Entertaining but, the masses. But yeah, it's not like you can't trust prisoners. Or maybe <laughs> maybe what you do is just give them like a little little kid spades and, and rake sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 the color of them will will depend on their <laughs> uh, their rank in the yes. in, in the prison hierarchy. And last option. So far, number three is looking good with the with the prison farms. Excuse me. Well, look here. You've got all these mouths to feed and you don't want the expense. Queries Sun Beechcroft, CEO of Andropolian Fried Penguin. Oof. One of Andropolia's most popular fast food chains. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's something the private sector can help you with. And by private sector, I mean my company. Just grant us the exclusive right to provide catering in all of Andropolia's prisons and we'll keep, up those, we'll keep those prisoners stuffed for a fraction of the cost. The government saves, the prisoners eat, and I cut out the comp... Uh, provide a vital service to the community. It's a win-win. No. No, Mr. Beechcroft, your business will not be subsidised... At the public expense. But I want it to be. Uh... <laughs> so number one is to essentially uh, bread and water or their equivalent um, nutritionally. Number two is to go all out and, and let the prisoners uh, have whatever they can afford or whatever they can demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is to establish prison farms and not have any shipments of, of food whatsoever into prisons. Mm-hmm. And make them self-sufficient, I guess, or they die. And number four is to subsidise it with, uh, you know, by picking a business and letting it be the sole supplier. I mean, if three's if three's a viable option, three's I think the clear winner. Three I, by one. Three, I think, is morally morally right too. Yeah. yeah, it 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 puts their own survival in their own in their own hands. If somebody wants to smuggle in a pineapple seed, or you are you giving know. them public land, though. I'm already. Taking public land to to do it, but you're but you're obviously giving them farmland as well. Like you can't grow a, a prison's worth of food in the prison grounds. Yeah, no, you'd be surprised, but you can true. do it a prison toilet. But but at the same time, this food is this food is being grown somewhere, right? Yeah. So what's to say that I'm not already yeah, committing no, government lands yeah. to you know to to this sort of exercise? Your slashing of government budgets says <laughs> says something along those lines, but you know. Unless there's a veto. Nope. Uh, I, think, I think that's the right answer. Oh, I'm in a veto mood today. And too I'd bad. really like to take this option away from Andrew. Prisoners. There are two good options, <laughs> Seb. I can do three and lock him into a bad one. Prisoners <laughs> regularly escape detention, posing as scarecrows. Yes. 
The Andropolia Sentinel reports streets cleaner, less dangerous. Rural Andropolians predict a bumper harvest. Well, that's good. Incomes rising, economist says, and international body praises Andropolian development. Oh, there you go. Uh, the agricultural sector is the big winner, up 16.5%. Safety is up 12 Law enforcement up 11 Lifespan up 8.5%. We're back up over 50. We're all almost clutching 52. Congratulations. Who knew the vegetables were doing it? Right? No, <laughs> I don't know. I like the taste of preservatives. A pacifism up three, weather up two and a half, as is the Human Development Index, and government size up 1% alongside taxation. As far as the downtrends are concerned, uh, the death rate is down 1%, crime down two and a half, as is obesity, and weaponization down 3%. All around good things. We are down to 13 and a half weapons per person. <laughs> Dangerously low. Oh, good. All right. Well, I think that's all for this week. That's under. That's <laughs> under a weapon per day per fortnight. <laughs> it's thrown my calendar all off. Okay. All right. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash a new old order podcast. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Well done. I've been Zainzi Weber, Chancellor of the National Objection. <laughs> I purposely wait a little bit later every now and then. It's definitely not me forgetting. I'm I'm the Sebastian. Oh no, it's Andrew's at it again. <laughs> oh, wait, was there no bomb? I'm just interrupting you. <laughs> was that it? <laughs> I thought there'd be a boom. I'm the Sebastian of the Sebastian Blaze. <laughs> no boom, not that one. <laughs> And I'm Andrew Shostler, most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which continent? Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the same digestive system? Can my character have a pet? System? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,